0: We're back with another edition of the Smart Driving Cars podcast. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Uh, Good morning, Fred. First up, Elon Musk has been talking again about full self-driving for Tesla owners who've paid for it, and he thinks it could be available in a limited way by the end of the year. And he's saying it will be feature-complete, able to operate without human intervention. But, he adds, that doesn't mean everywhere in every scenario. And there's the question of bringing regulators into the mix. So what does this sound like to you, Alan?
1: Well, I mean, it sounds like another one of Elon's... uh... Uh, proclamations, which is uh, all about um, them being uncertain. And so uh, in the Smart Driving Cars newsletter, I just highlighted the most likely it still uh, will be supervised, uh, but it still will be supervised. Really, I just mean not likely, doesn't mean, does appear, limited, not for sure, appears to be. And then finally, he brings out the regulators. In case uh, there's any problems, he has somebody to point to. So uh, what can we say? Um, uh, he continues to roll things out. Uh, they are in the self-driving realm, which means you have to be in the car, uh, you have control, and you're responsible. He'd like us to think that at some point in time, uh, we won't have uh, to be uh, uh awake and uh, we won't have to be supervising and uh, overseeing uh but uh, all that is enormous speculation and um, and in fact i think again he's um he's giving us uh, uh, some expectations that that he just isn't prepared to fulfill So I I just wish he would just uh, stick with the good things that he's doing, uh, make sure that his customers continue to be responsible, which most of them are, essentially all of them are. And to basically say, here, I'm bringing you some comfort and convenience, uh, but there are enormous limitations to these things. Uh, use them carefully, and then, and then you'll be a happy camper. Else, um, um, I'm not going to be there to save you.
0: In the meantime, Tesla surprised a lot of folks on Wall Street by being profitable last quarter, and the stock at the end of the week really took off.
1: Yeah and um, and kudos to him and and kudos to the car and kudos to the quality of of what he's put out there and instead of um you know hyping up and pumping up some future uh thing that 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 um really is enormously uh, challenging to deliver um he should be uh, taking his his victories as he's had them and uh, and just uh sticking with them uh and um and he uh, looks like he's about to be rewarded by that—the the fact that they uh, did turn a profit last quarter—is um, amazing. A lot of people, and and that's good. It's a good car, uh, but uh, let's let's get off the clickbait and the hype, and uh, and just um, take it for what it is.
0: Some encouraging news from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Traffic fatalities last year declined 2.4 percent from 2017, and they're down 3.4 percent in the first six months of this year. Uh, the DOT is crediting some of its safety programs, but perhaps there's more to it.
1: Absolutely, and and if uh, by safety programs, they mean uh, the uh, crash mitigation programs that NHTSA has been uh, 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 Fostering for uh, many years uh, more of those cars with better crash um, absorption capabilities and crash mitigation capabilities are, are part of the fleet today. Uh, so that when you do crash, you don't die. So therefore, that's uh, I believe, to me, is what is leading uh, to to the downturn, and maybe even some of the um, crash avoidance technologies, which is the new wave uh, with all of this uh, automation uh, that is coming on board, is finally um, uh, seeing um, uh, some some um, uh, benefit in that there's sufficient amount of these in in the fleet of vehicles that are out there that that penetration has reached a, a an amount such that it begins to be measurable i i don't believe that this is due to people uh not texting as much or all of a sudden getting religion and behaving more uh, as they're driving at least that's not what i see what when I'm out there, but of course, I'm just one data point. Um, But that, in fact, the technology, both in crash mitigation that's been out there for a long time and crash avoidance, which is just beginning to penetrate the market, is finally uh, seeing some some fruits uh, out of its labor.
0: Toyota is saying it will launch an all-battery Lexus next year, capable of driving autonomously on highways, They, along with other traditional car makers, at least many of them, are playing catch-up here. In any case, this isn't the kind of autonomous future that you've been pushing for.
1: Oh, yes. And this is what we've been saying, that this is... What uh, automakers want, uh, what do they want? They want us to go in there and buy buy a new car. And what do we buy new cars for? Comfort and convenience. And this is the comfort and convenience of the the automation. Uh, Let's just take our hands off the wheel and feet off the brakes at least some of the time. But we're still in control, and we're still the ones that are responsible. And uh, if anything happens, it's our fault, not theirs. And so, of course, that's where they they want to be, and and uh, and Tesla has essentially proven to them that, that geez, that's where you want to be, and so they want to be there. I, As we've said, it is very unlikely that they want to change their business models to then go all the way to driverless in which the mobility is provided as a service. We no longer go to the dealer and buy cars, we just pay for mobility uh, as we consume it or that we don't own the vehicle; it's not our responsibility. That's a completely different business model for them, and um, and uh, I guess we've sort of n- never believed that they would actually embrace it and do that. Um, and uh, so, what one sees in in, in this uh, uh, proclamation by. Um, Toyota is, yes, uh, This the, we're going to take the piece of this that's good for our industry, but um, my goodness, um, the, the rest of it, uh, slow down, and in fact, um, uh, let's get the regulators in there to throw some monkey wrenches into the whole darn thing and see if we can't maybe even um, keep uh, that uh, – uh, long-term future for from ever-evolving. Of course, that's my interpretation. That's not what they said. Of course, they didn't say that. That's just my reading between the lines.
0: In Forbes, Chunkamui has an interesting piece, once again, on the disruption that Waymo is spearheading, and you've got it in the newsletter.
1: Right. Well, you know, Chunka was out there, you know, one of the original ones uh, uh, professing this view of uh, mobility as a service out there as a disruptive service. And he uh, sort of summarizes his evolution of thought uh, since – uh, two thousand thirteen or so and uh listing his articles and and um and is a very um useful read by um by uh, all this in terms of uh how we've gotten to where we've gotten and uh, sort of what the view of the future um is uh, today so uh I found chunka's um, article to be a good one to um, promote to our
0: readers. Hyundai is partnering with Via and Pony AI to launch BotRide, a robo-taxi service initially in Irvine, California. Starting next week, there will be safety drivers on board, as you would probably expect.
1: Yes, they're one of the four companies in California from the California Public Utilities Commissions uh, that has uh, authorization to provide uh, this kind of service, and, uh, and they have been um, they've been sort of slow putting it out but uh, finally they they are putting it out uh, nothing negative in, in terms of being slow you just have to do it well as as i pointed out with respect to waymo's um, operation for which i guess waymo reported that, that in july they provided 62,000 rides in in the in, uh, in this similar environment uh, back in July. And uh, I guess they've continued to provide the service uh, since July, but they haven't yet to report on how many rides, Uh, not only the number of rides, but it would be very, very informative to all of us if they also reported disengagements. And because, um, you know, right now these things are nothing but tests, They're, they're academic experiments. Um, they only become uh, valuable to society and, and deliver society values if, if uh, the attendant, uh, the, uh, the driver, is taken out of these driverless uh, services. Right now, they're driver to driverless services. They have to become driverless services in order to really d- deliver uh, societal value and scale. Uh, and so um, but to do that um, uh, they can't have disengagements and so it would be nice to have a feeling as to how well they are uh, advancing their technologies such that in the provision of these services um uh, they they aren't en- encountering disengagements uh because they won't be able to uh, to remove a driver or an attendant from these services until uh, they reach a point in the operational design domain in places where they are providing these services uh, that they don't have disengagements. And it'd be nice to know how, uh, how well they're progressing along that. And um, and I, I I believe that if they then went a uh, some substantive amount of time I don't know six months in a particular area providing rides with essentially zero uh, disengagements, then I think people, including regulators, uh, including their own boards. Um, would and their riders, of course, the customers, and uh, the people that live along the streets uh, on which these vehicles operate, and uh, the people that drive their cars on the same streets that these vehicles operate, might say, "Oh, okay. Well, these are safe enough uh, to put out there in a, um, a in a viable, societally beneficial." affordable uh mobility service and yes you can remove uh, the attendance so that you can deliver this both affordably and make some money off of it and be a sustaining uh contributor to the community and so uh, for us to really gauge as to whether or not they are making progress it is very important Lisa uh, I think it's important for them uh to um, uh, report faithfully what their disengagement rates are in their delivery of these services at a time when they have attendance on board. Um, that is uh, that is very valuable, and hopefully, um, if if they're not required to do so, they will do that out of a public uh, uh, service. Uh, both them and Waymo and 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 Zooks, um and um, and AutoX, who I think are the four entities uh, that have uh, permission from the California Public Utilities Commission to provide these services, also provide a, a report as to how safe they would have been, because it is a measure of the safety of these and the number of disengagements. Uh, that uh, they would uh, they they encounter during the provision of these uh, services, they do report uh, those numbers uh, so that we can uh, we can uh, all see how well they're doing.
0: In the meantime, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, speaking at the J.D. Power Auto Revolution Conference, said there won't be self-driving cars in his lifetime because AI isn't good enough. He calls AI alien influenza, and that caught your eye.
1: I love it. I mean, you, uh, you always have to pay attention to to what uh, Steve says. Uh, absolutely, I think he has. He certainly uh, has had a, a great perspective and, and, and uh, a great influence on the development of of all of this technology. So, uh, yes, and and um um i I sort of agree with the whole idea of you know the artificial intelligence there's there's more stupidity than there is intelligence maybe um uh, you know these things really aren't intelligent uh they have a long way to go but but maybe it doesn't take that much intelligence uh to keep a vehicle within its its lane and not hit anything in front of it. And, and to um, negotiate properly the the various um, um, driving laws and and um, and uh, encounter and things that one encounters while going down the road. Um, as I think I've sort of uh, sort of stated to my students that uh, this may be the the easiest um, artificial intelligence problem that we can. That we have an opportunity to solve. It, it is a, a fundamentally a very simple problem, uh, con- compared to all the other intelligent things that that all of us do every day, or and even a two-year-old or a one-year-old does every day. Um, this is a very simple task, uh, and we have a chance for it. and um, And I think. Um, uh, uh, reading a little bit of what <laughs> Steve has to say is uh, is very helpful to everybody. So that's why I included it in, uh, in this latest uh, Smart Driving Cars newsletter.
0: The New York Times recently reported that a Boeing pilot complained about serious issues with the 737 MAX back in 2016, saying there was unpredictable behavior in a flight simulator. And that's significant.
1: Yeah, that causes my attention because because it, it was in a flight simulator and 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 it, one never knows that they're simulators, which means it's not the real thing, and one doesn't know whether or not the error is in the simulator or in what is being simulated and and, and that's always a challenge and and yes um uh, someone they did point out a problem and it is worth looking back at and having 2020 20 hindsight on it, uh, but but I think uh, you know one, one has to be very careful here. Um, uh, the dynamics of, of an airplane are very complicated, and uh, whether or not those things have been uh, perfectly um, uh, represented in the simulator, well, of course they haven't. Um, and uh, and so when something goes awry in a simulator, uh, yes, that is that is reason for concern. Uh, but the concern has to be focused on both: um, is is that the is that really a problem, or is it a problem with the simulator? I, I would have this would have been much bigger concern if he would have been flying the airplane and re- reporting this, because then that is reality. Uh, that is what has, is happening in reality. But this is in a simulator. And I think uh, we need to be careful here with respect to um, to driverless cars or any of the, the things we, we're talking about with respect to driving a car. Simulators are extremely helpful, very helpful, enormously helpful, because they allow us to to basically – um uh investigate situations that that we wouldn't put anyone at risk in reality uh to um to uh, actually encounter those situations however uh if we have challenges associated with those encounters uh in a simulator we still don't know is, is that reality that we have a problem with or is it with the simulator's representation of reality? And uh, one doesn't know that, at least one points out that this needs further investigation, and who knows what happens under further investigation. Do we really have a problem or don't we have a problem? But it's not just as easy, oh my goodness, we encountered it in simulation, we got a problem. Uh, We have to understand where the problem might come from. Again, simulators are extremely important, extremely valuable for uncovering problems. Uh, but in the end, um, um, Mother Nature is the one that, uh, that we're really concerned with, and um, and we do not have a perfect representation of Mother Nature in a simulator.
0: The Washington Post did a report about tipping habits of Uber riders. And I was surprised to see, and I think you were too, nearly sixty percent of writers never tip.
1: I was surprised. I'm, jeez, I was surprised. I, geez, I, was surprised. Uh, I was just surprised. What else can I say? I guess um, one would think that um, that uh, I guess maybe those people go into restaurants and don't tip waiters and waitresses. Uh, certainly um uh, uh, uber lyft and riders uh provide a service that is at least uh, as uh, as personally valuable uh to an individual as as do uh, uh waiters and waitresses in in restaurants and we know that they're enormously underpaid and and uh and and in some sense taken advantage of and so, um, I don't know. I found it surprising, but apparently, um, apparently it's true. What can you do?
0: Maybe they think those vehicles are driverless.
1: Uh, well, yeah, which, uh, I, I, I don't know. If, let's see, what well, would I tip a driver? Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't like Alphabet enough to say, oh, here, Waymo, take some more of my money. I I don't know, but whatever. I, uh, <laughs> uh that's a good question sorry
0: <laughs> and finally a new category in the smart driving car newsletter stupid summon dumb things people are doing with tesla's smart summon feature some are actually having races well i
1: i don't know i mean that's that's the danger in all this uh, you know, again, the, on, it only takes a few, and, and a few that think that, oh, my goodness, they're going to get their fifteen second of fame or something like that. I don't know. It's just as, uh so, yes, a new one, stupid summon. Hopefully I never, I, I don't have anything to put in here in the future.
0: Uh. I guess we can hope. Well, on that note, that'll wrap up this edition. You can find us at SmartDrivingCar.com, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play us. You can find my tech reports at textnation.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks so much for listening.